Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Mitch. And on today's show, this is going to be a great one. And we'll turn it into a two-parter because it's such a good one. It's your questions and our feeble answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had so many questions. It's ridiculous. Like, so many. Yeah, I think we've got about 30 or 40 questions or something to get through. And I mean, in all honesty, we recorded it, started recording it last night. And after we got to about an hour, we were gonna, we were like, yeah, this is going to have to be a two-parter. 100% two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. However, in our quest to answer your questions, that's what we want to do. As stupid as some of them are, yeah. <laughs> there's and some very credible ones yeah, in there's there. There's some very good ones <laughs> in there as well. Um, yeah, but before we get into this, we've got a couple of discount codes for you. So if you fancy 10% off surface wetsuits, that's S-R-F-A-C-E. That is UK Surf Show 22, UK Surf Show 22, and that will get you 10% off at Surface Wetsuits. If you fancy 15% off anything at Northcore, then the discount code is UK Surf Show 15, and that will get you 15% off anything on the website. Yeah. So also, if you check out our Buy Me Coffee page, and there's a £1 membership for the year, and there is additional discount codes for there for Logfin Co, for Surf Gripped, for can't even think off the top of my head. There's quite a few there Cosin, um, Golden Boy. There's quite a lot mm. of codes there, so go and check them out as well. And there's some some big ones coming on there soon as well. Should we mention that? Oh, should got, we mention that? Should, I'll mention it. It's not a discount code. Oh, I'm going to do it. It's going to be a discount link, okay? And these are for companies like GoPro. So yep. the new GoPro's out. If you fancy a new GoPro, there's going to be a, a link on there with huge discounts that you can use, but you've got to be a Buy Me A Coffee member. Yeah. Yeah, easy enough to do, and you can get the Buy Me Coffee membership for £1 for the year. That £1 basically just covers bots not getting into it and being able to read the codes. Like when you put a code mm. on the internet, if anything reads it, you've, you've done it yourself. You know, you go, you go, no, buy I have something. not. You, well, you're going to buy something <laughs> and you type in the first thing you do is, oh, discount code for this place, and it just stops that happening. So I guess I do the, the modern equivalent of that because I just find whatever the company is and see if they've got an Instagram account and I'll stand outside and DM them. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I wonder if don't I can have that. one of these. Well, I'm outside now as it goes. <laughs> what happened to be here? <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, before we get into this episode, you had a video that you put on that went a bit nuts i guess it would be uh mental to not address the elephant in the room yeah um i bought an elephant <laughs> and, and it, it couldn't get it up the stairs literally just the literally there's just zero you I, I thought i was the stupidest person on the planet <laughs> for seriousness and i've met you and you're just literally every time i text you all i get back is who's this and you think, you think it's hilarious and it's just never. i'm just like you're just a dick just what, answer what the I question love, what i love especially in the mid- middle of a long conversation on text with someone they've responded to you so they already you've established who each other is yeah. if you just throw in a who's this <laughs> and if they reply going oh it's pete then you've won you've won <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no so i guess yeah i, I wanted to speak about this because been a big deal and i think i've probably lent towards it whilst we've been recording in the past and i've said a few times that you know there's a few things going on in my life and stuff and i've never actually yeah. mentioned it and i didn't want to because i didn't think i was ready to yeah i still don't know if i am even though i did and to be fair i only mentioned it to you um i think the day before 
Special K went in for surgery or after yeah. we last filmed because, you know, I, I just wanted to just know what was going on. And, um, yeah, so for for probably two months now, two months ago, we found out Special K had, had breast cancer, um, which was just absolutely devastating for, for so many reasons, apart from the obvious. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for me, I've literally grown up around breast cancer my entire life. I'm not breast cancer, but that and uh, and amongst other types of cancer. And I've never really escaped it and my loved ones having it you know i've lost three family members in as many years to some form of cancer so i never saw this one coming you know my whole life i was expecting to get cancer um i was always prepared for it so but this i wasn't and it really took took me um by it was like the world going surprise (laughs) and it really caught me it really and and i've really struggled with it so when my mum died of cancer last year I, i i wanted to because I realised what surfing done for me, even though I think I knew that before. Yeah. But I realised even more so how important it was in my life. <clears throat> and um, I wanted to go make a video exactly about that or a film from my own experience and perspective. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, I really couldn't. Yeah. Um, because I thought that if it helped someone, then it was worth the, the grief for me having made it, you know. And then this happened with Special K. And uh, I considered doing that again. And then... I spoke with Leighton quite a bit, and I'm sure the listeners know what's going on with, with baby Effie yeah. um, as well. And, and Leighton said, he suggested that very thing to me. He said, because he's a bit like me, he's a, an emotional retard. Yes. just can't deal with his own thoughts like yes. I can. Yes. The thing is, it's not that I can't deal with my own thoughts. I can't bring my own thoughts to fruition. I don't necessarily know what I'm thinking. Yeah. I might be you haven't got the words. You haven't got the words yeah. to express it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I might be pissed off. I might be upset, but I might not know why, you know. I think that's so, a man thing as well. You reckon, yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, because women are a lot better at expressing how they feel. Than Absolutely, men are, yeah. Just in uh, my experience, anyway. Yeah, and 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 Leighton said, just go film yourself and talk to yourself. And he said it, he found it helpful. And I was like, do you know what, I'll do it. And I hadn't done it with the intention of posting it, but I was aware that you know I still wanted to do that. So I think this was only two weeks after we found out what was going on. And actually, the day I found out, um, or we found out about the cancer, was the day that. We filmed with um, Logan yeah. at the Wave. Um, I, I don't know how you got through it, mate. I just... No, I don't. But I, I think, to be honest, the distraction was welcome. Yeah. Because um, I, I couldn't bear to think about it. Regardless, I wasn't able to go home anyway. We work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't great. But um, yeah, so I filmed it. I, I went for a surf, and I thought, Do you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Um, and I done it. I grabbed everyone out, just sat on the beach, and I filmed it, and. And actually, again, I wasn't content. I was going to post it, but I came back and I watched it. And man, it was the hardest thing. It was honestly nails trying to watch it. I couldn't. Yeah. It took me a month to edit it because every time I watched it, it was it was hard hearing myself open up like yes. that, you know, because yeah. I've never really, I've never done that. Um, and um, yeah, I, I let Special Casey it, and and she agreed that you know if it helps one person, then it's definitely worth posting it. Yeah. And loads of people said to me, oh, it must have been hard to post. And to be honest, at the point I decided I was going to post it, posting it was easy. Yeah. Like making it was hard and putting it together was harder. It was yeah. it was horrible. And and honestly, the inertia um, shared it literally straight away, which I was surprised. I was really surprised and I'm really humbled and thankful that, that they did because honestly, I have a, just a tiny bit of faith restored in humanity because yeah. not one single negative comment 
all positive, all supportive. It's taken me three days to, and I felt at least the least I could do was reply to every single comment and every single DM, which I think I've yeah. now done. Yeah. Um, and the amount of people who opened up, shared their similar experiences or their reasons for surfing, or, or more importantly, a guy in the States um, commented on the Inertia's, um, Inertia's version of my post saying that he'd never he never seen surfing like that. He just goes out and surfs and loves surfing and that's it. Yeah. But he will now go into the water with a different appreciation of what other people are using surfing for. And for yeah. me, and I think that was the first comment actually. And straight away I was like, man, that's all I wanted to achieve. Yeah. And like I don't think I had a look. I don't think there's been any post as far as I've looked back that's had as much engagement on the inertia's pages the, i think there's like 200 comments yeah and the same on my own page and i just wanted to thank everyone or anybody that took the time to to comment because I, it was more welcome than i probably even realized at the time i thought it was really really kind and it's horrendous how many people are going through similar um, circumstances but yeah. they are and you know for those in the know of what surfing can give man it's given me everything so i hope yeah. anyone else can do the same I I was fucked watching that video, mate. I literally, the first bit it came on and I just saw you go something like, as you're walking towards the camera, talking to yourself, going, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. This is going to be fucking mm. horrible. And I was like, I was in then and I was watching it. I was like, oh, for fucking hell, man. Oh, yeah. I just, that was difficult to get through. So fair play to you because it is difficult to open up. As you, as you said before, like as a guy always been told to like mm. man up and be strong and, you know, you've got to be that rock force and it's difficult to sometimes get those words and feelings out of you. Oh yeah. Totally, and yeah. I think, well, I think you did a brilliant job on it and I think fair play to you. Yeah. Cheers mate. And, um, special K came out of the hospital yesterday. Yes. Um, so she's had her operation. Um, looks like everything's gone well. Hopefully it's all been removed. We'll find out in time. Yeah. Um, but she's finally back at home because <laughs> a horrendous place to be in the hospital. We had a, a good laugh when I was pushing around on the hospital wheelchair with the turning <laughs> wheels at the back. I don't know what that's about. Tell, but... <laughs> tell, tell the story you told me earlier on the phone. <laughs> tell that story. <laughs> so we, left, we were leaving the hospital. Um, I'm pushing her on the wheelchair and because it's a long drive back to where she stays um and i was like oh i need the toilet before we go so i parked her <laughs> on the wheelchair <laughs> i parked her at the entrance door to the male toilet right i mean her feet were touching the door and i just left her there for a minute she's like you can't leave me here <laughs> then i sort of pretended to go in and then i moved her and as i try to move around the corner like between these big fire doors, there was this little cove way. Yeah. It was like went nowhere, but just a cove, literally just a little bit wider than a wheelchair. So yeah. I just pushed her in the wheelchair into the cove facing the wall. <laughs> so I knew where she would be when I came back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stuff like that, that always makes me laugh. Stuff you got to have a. I think the hospitals are one of the places you've got to try and have a laugh because it's so. They're such That's a grim. depressing place, aren't they? You've like, and you know. It's grim, and I think, you know, again, partly growing up, because I spent my whole life in hospitals, it's why now, like, even if my leg's actually hanging off, that's still not quite enough to convince me to go. Like, I'll do anything to not go. I hate it. Yeah. Um, But it's it's a means to an end. You've you've got to do it. Yeah. Don't you? Um, Um, Before we go into the next bit, have you got a message you want to put in from a as well or is that going to be on she, your she's, re- she's recording it but it's gonna she's gonna send me i said no rush because i don't know when you'll yeah so together, so do you, so 
shall I say it so it can be dropped into here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or if you want to say it then. so uh, No, go for it if you want to say something. Yeah. Um, so also Special K's recorded a little message, hasn't she, for... She has. To say yeah. thank you for all the support. Yeah, she has. And uh, yeah, again, thank you to everyone. Genuinely, it's meant the world to, to us both. Um, yeah, cheers. Yeah, so here you go. Hey, it's Karen here. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for all the support and love that was sent my way, um, just in response to Scott's post that he shared um, with regard to everything that we're both going through and we're facing um, and how much he needed surfing to reset his thinking and get him in the right headspace. I also just wanted to say that I was, yeah, just really proud of him for doing that and being able to share his feelings um, in such a public platform. Um, I think it's really important that people can talk about their feelings and share how they're feeling. Um, And I recognise how hard that is for some people, but it's so, so important so that you get help um, and so that you are able to just process your own feelings. Um, I am doing really good post-surgery. Um, yeah, shuffling around a bit, but every day is getting better and a bit easier. Um, and I couldn't have done that without the support and love of Scott, um, aka Mitch, um, and my family and friends. Um, so yeah, once again, just a massive thank you to everyone for all the love and well wishes. And yeah, super, super proud of Mitch for, for sharing that. And um, yeah, it's great that he can use surfing as a tool to, to, to get him back on track. Um, and other people have that have access to that as well. So, yeah, all the love. Thanks. Oh, thanks, babe. What an absolute legend and a star for doing that. I love you so much. You're a softy bugger, really, aren't you? I am a so- I, I don't. <laughs> I, and listen, I don't pretend to be otherwise. Yeah. I am all about Special K, and that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Ah, oh, you'd have to tell me what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jude messages me all the time asking what it's like to love your partner. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I know. Um, yeah. And uh, in, in other news, yeah, uh, I decided to buy a new board this week. Yeah. Or last week, I decided to listen to my own advice on that very post we spoke about about how important you know surfing actually is. So I thought I, maybe I took it a little bit too literal and I went out and decided to treat myself to a birthday present <laughs> surfboard. Yes. Now there's two boards in my life that I've been desperate for. One's a Channel Island Rocket Wide squash tail mm-hmm. and the other one is a Channel Island Neckbeard. Yep. And the reason, based on two of them boards, one suits my surfing ability, but the other one suits the sloppy, choppy waves I tend to surf. So I think I need both. So between the two of them boards, which one do you think I went with? Um... Uh... To be honest, mate, I wasn't listening. You were talking about short boards. So yeah, fair one. Choppy well, be- face beard or whatever it was. Right, choppy face beard board. I went with the Firewire mashup helium. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is a complete curveball. But listen, Firewire, I've got an overstock they're trying to clear worldwide post-COVID. 
Hence, people have probably seen it already by the time this comes out for sure. There's like 20% plus discount on all their boards um, worldwide because I just try to get rid of stock. So yeah. I felt I had to do it. Felt obliged, yeah. <laughs> I felt obliged. That was my treat to myself. <laughs> and <laughs> something that I just wanted to mention it because it never crossed my mind the responsibility that especially bigger surf shops, you know, board suppliers, including board makers, have the responsibility they have to the surfing environment. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is surfing etiquette. So we can all be in the water and get pissed off at the the new Grom that turns up or somebody that's just started surfing. But how about we educate them? Where do they get educated? It annoys me people that just get annoyed at people who are learning to surf. I'm yeah. like, why don't you educate them? And then maybe they won't make that mistake again. Yeah. So it never crossed my mind that actually people might buy their first board. They might have never surfed. They might have bought a board before they started surfing. Who knows? Yeah. But the responsibility. So when I, my board turned up from um, board shop, opened up this little package and in it was a leaflet, a really idiot's guide leaflet to surf etiquette with pictures and some writing to tell you what right of, may, right of way means, don't drop in, how to paddle out and get out of the way. And I thought, do you know what? I've never seen that anywhere and I'd be curious yeah. if anyone else does that. But how like how how thoughtful is that? You know, yeah, so from the off really when someone's idea, yeah. when someone's buying a board from the off, they're already getting told about etiquette yeah. and this lovely little leaflet that nobody else can see but you can i can see it yeah it looks lovely mate it's lovely yeah. and i just thought that was a really nice touch yeah and your board looks adequate for a short board as well <laughs> will be adequate yeah. it's a 510 uh, yeah. it's like 35 liters and it's going to be a weapon um problem is because it's a stock board it's got no mitchell tartan on it and i'm yeah, genuinely... I think that's why i thought it looked nice Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm genuinely concerned that I won't want to ride it because it's got no Mitchell tartan on it. So I'm in the process of sorting that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, shall we get on with the uh, questions and answers? Because otherwise this is going to turn into a three-part. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Right. So this yeah. is going to be this is going to be part one then. This is going to be part one, yeah. And I'm going to kick it off. Go for it. Because this one is from the Salty Safa. My good friend, Sean, probably my favorite South African. Lovely fella. Lovely fella. (laughs) And um, so here we go. Peeing in your wetsuit, you don't do it. That's aimed at me. You don't do it. So I sit next to you and share mine. (laughs) (laughs) What an absolute trump. I bet he does as well. A hundred percent. No, he does. That's the sort of thing the salty Safa would do. Yeah. And this opens up the debate. Well, this actually, we've actually done some research on this I question as well. Research. So I. Well, but before we go into the research, though, are you a PR or not? Uh, normally not, because I normally don't need to go. But if I'm out there okay. and I'm desperate, and I paddle, it's a hard paddle out. I'm just going. Not, no, yeah. I, I will go to the effort of paddling miles back in to de wetsuit of a pee and paddle back out. Nah. It's howling. It stinks. It is just, it's disgusting. Have you not seen like Rip Curl do one? It's Rip Curl, piss off, it's called, and it's like wetsuit cleaner. <laughs> just because there's a cleaner to go with it doesn't make it right. Well, obviously. So, right. I asked uh, Jerome from Surface Wetsuits, right? And I asked him, is it 
does it cause any long-term damage to your wetsuits or anything? And he said, check with our product manager, interesting question. However, we do not see that it would cause any damage to material as construction in any way. We haven't done any scientific testing, to be honest, just from a personal experience. Sorry, but what are you going to do when it's five degrees outside and you're in the middle of an epic session? I can say that I've never had any damage to any of my wetsuits. So we know Jerome does it from surface. And uh, (laughs) yeah, but um, so no, it doesn't cause any damage, I don't think, to your wetsuits. Well, right. Okay. And I agree with that because the research I've done would suggest the same. There's no long term damage. Well, there's no long term damage as long as you clean your wetsuit. Yes. Is the difference. I don't, yeah. um, From what I've read. If. And it's if not, I'm ever out there and I, I get caught short and I have to take a shit in my wetsuit <laughs> and I have, to <laughs> pee my, yeah, I have to pee in my wetsuit and uh, when I come home, I always clean it and wash it out properly. So I always clean my wetsuits anyway because I think they cost too much money to not look after them. Um, but the thing I've established from my research is that it's not necessarily the long term isn't damaging seams and glues and all that sort of stuff or damaging your wetsuit in any way, shape or form. So what it can do is create an algae, uh, an algae buildup, almost like the wave, actually. Maybe that's a problem the wave we've got. <laughs> Too many people peeing in the bloody pool. Yeah. Um, so it can Mate, cause a buildup that, of algae. That's fucking rank, that is, at the moment. I, I, so hilarious. many people have said to me they are not going in there till it's, like, sorted. Well, that's what, I know the chlorine levels, from what I'm told, are fine. But though I saw somebody shared a link yesterday. Actually, I never read the full article, but it was about even if the chlorine levels are right, is algae um, harmful to people? Yeah. Uh, I, I need to read that because I'd be curious. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure they invest a lot of time and money into that stuff. But, yeah, that needs to be sorted quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can have a buildup of algae and sort of horrible things in your wetsuit if you don't clean it. And the other thing that I researched was this. I'm going to read this out. It's actually off a diving website. Um, so, peeing yourself... Um, can make a cold dive much warmer. Okay, so similar for surfing, right? Unfortunately, the effects are temporary and counterproductive. Warm urine fills the body into thinking it's no longer in a cold environment. So when a cold, um, fresh flush happens through your wetsuit, your body isn't necessarily prepared. Now you're worse off than before because your body has got to expend extra energy to warm up that water. Uh, if the fresh water hasn't been introduced, it's either because your suit hasn't grabbed oh, that bit's irrelevant. So basically what it's saying yeah. is that once you pee in your wetsuit, your body's then thinking it's warmer than it actually is. Yeah. So when, if you get a cold water flush, your body's going to be more likely to go into some state of shock than it would be. So I think we've explored this to death. So the answer is that seemingly it doesn't damage wetsuits. Yeah. But if you're doing it for warmth in the cold, it's counterproductive. And... You're a fucking tramp. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This podcast is brought to you by Mitch's Opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I saw up in Saltburn a while ago, they were doing a, a, you know, clean up the ocean and all that sort of really good, um, good stuff. And, and there was this thing, there was the, the banner that I saw on the beach was a massive sign. And it just, all it said was, the sea is not your toilet, you know, to these companies and stuff. And all I was thinking when I saw that was, well, if you pee in your wetsuit, the sea literally is your toilet. It yeah. really is your actual yeah. toilet. So, you know. Yeah. There you go. Peeing on wetsuits. So, next question. So, this is from Strolling Men Blog. Great name. 
Um, Pete, when did you first learn to turn on a longboard? Uh, Do you find it harder on smaller ones? So, yeah, I can answer that question directly straight (laughs) at Pete. (laughs) Um, When did I first... uh, Well, I'll tell you when it happens, to be honest. Um, I'll let you Mm. know on the show when the first time I learned (laughs) to turn a longboard. Uh, You can turn a longboard. I've seen it. We were talking about you this. Put, you turned it round in your van, didn't yeah. you? It was in the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. No, it is. Um, it's one of those things. It is. It's totally different to short. Like the way you, we were talking about this before, the way it moves, you move differently on a longboard or a shortboard. Where you've yeah. got to do that. I think you lean more on a longboard, and um, you can't turn it like you do on a shortboard. I think. Yeah. In memory, I haven't surfed on a shortboard for years i've surfed a mid-length and the way you turn that is more like you turn a skateboard you know you swing your body and stuff like that yeah with a long board because it's so long it's more like looking and leaning and you just turn into it like so you, you need more body into it to get that rotation yeah yeah i mean you like, see the guys like ben skinner and that and they can turn them like a like a short board but oh it, yeah, yeah they do yeah, yeah but i you're asking the wrong person for that. Go and ask Ben Skinner how you do that because I ain't got a clue. And the second part of that question was asking if you find it easier on a, a smaller longboard. I think you ride a mid-length, don't you? Yeah, I've got mid-length. Yeah, it's, uh, mid-length, I find it a lot easier to turn a mid-length, yeah. Um, mm. Well, you, you're a short board, so you've, you know, you've, well, the thing you've got is, a longboard I, I, as well. Yeah, so my mid-length, I've got, I've got a BP Mini from 4th. Um, and ESE construction, which just makes it like super, super light, uh, but super dense as well and strong. Yeah. And I got that mid length, and admittedly, it's it's the short end of a mid length. It's a six six, but it's still a mid length nonetheless. And um, I got that board purposely. That's to, not um, a mid length. That's a short a board. Hey. Take it up with Luke Hart at fourth surfboards. It's oh, a mid-length, it's, right? It's a fucking shortboard, that is. <laughs> yeah. And um, I got that board, like I said, to, I, I wanted to reset some of my flaws. Firstly, was the pop-up we spoke about many times. And secondly, it was just to to give me more confidence. I sit really deep, um, meaning I'm further out um, from the beach yeah. when I try and take off. So I take off on a shortboard, generally with longboarders. Um, because I know I need to counteract my pop-up. So I need to be on a wave early so I can actually get to my feet properly. And um, for that reason, you know, naturally you're going to miss a lot of waves because I'm sitting way too far out. Yeah. And then I got that mid-length and actually that's what it done. So it, it changed my mindset massively. And that when I went back to my shortboards, firstly, I was paddling onto waves, regardless of whether I did or didn't catch them. I was thinking I was going to catch them, which I think the mind space is a, a massive part of it you know it's really important if you think you're gonna you're probably gonna um doesn't matter if you do you don't and the second thing um was i remember i was genuinely worried that when i would go back down to my uh short short boards that i just wasn't gonna be able to surf them they were gonna feel too like skateboard wobble too loose under my feet yeah but because i found it hard to turn the mid-length um because it was more technique based as opposed to me just trying to go it wouldn't when I went in the shortboard, I remember. I still remember the first wave I caught. Honestly, I mean, I know it's an exaggeration, but when I went to do a turn, it was like the fins came out the back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I whipped the board so much because I've been trying so hard yeah. on the mid-length yeah. that when I went in the shortboard, actually, it gave me some release. Yeah. So the, the mid-length for me done everything. And, yeah, obviously, it's harder to turn. So. so, yeah, that same sort of thing. I was out surfing with Leighton and his boy, and his boy was using my mid-length, and uh, we swapped over so he could have a go on my longboard. He yeah. hated longboarding. 
with a passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got on the mid length and literally I turned it. I was literally turning like 180 nearly. I was like, oh my God, it's like so loose. Yeah. So yeah, that it's definitely harder. Just, you know, I suppose you compare it turning a lorry to turning a car. It's harder. Yeah, to yeah, of course. Turn yeah, that yeah. bigger, bigger thing. But yeah, first time I did it, I can't even remember the first time I turned it. It was sort of, I think going back would be starting off going. You know, that thing where everyone starts and they just go straight, and then mm. slowly started like leaning, and uh, only going right for about twenty years. Just go right, <laughs> just go right. <laughs> yeah, but it's a left. Go right anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was just that sort of thing. Just slowly started to turn and lean into it, and that was the first time I, I think turned a long ball but i can't even remember when that was years ago yeah well, i think ago. everyone should everyone shortboard longboarder should have a mid length in their quiver yeah yeah it just adds such a different aspect to surfing and shows you a, another version of the same thing you know yeah all right well next question from scarlet hathaway and that is what's your opinion on female surfers are portrayed by guys so basically how do you think female surfers are portrayed by guys i think i think i guess it's a bit of a, a loaded question but i'll try and answer it in a in a i guess an honest fashion from my, my own perspective yeah and i can't speak on behalf of anyone else because you know everyone's going to think of everyone different and have a different opinion but i guess i don't i don't it depends what the female's doing yeah. if there's a female in the lineup who's dropped in on me three times purposely then I'm going to get pretty pissed off yeah. as it would a bloke. Um, but I don't, I don't, I'm not paddling out looking at who is necessarily in the lineup. Like I just that's, see surfers. Yeah, same with kids, yeah. you know. That's the that's the thing I was going to say. Same sort of thing. I just it doesn't. I know there are people out there that have that thing where they don't like female surfers. And I'm, is there? Yeah, I think there is. But we've had this conversation before, and I think it's it's changing as well. But. Um, like we had this conversation before when if you look at something like the skateboarding industry, like it's taken mm. people that like it's starting to change now where it's becoming more accepting and more like equal across as it goes. Because like 20 years ago, hardly any women skated or surfed really. There was, there was women surfers, but there wasn't as many. Yeah. And the more they've started doing it and for whatever reason, I don't know which what the politically correct way of saying it is, but you know, it used to be that thing, didn't it, of women that stayed at home and yeah, 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 stuff yeah. like that. And I don't know if that's because they were told they couldn't, or just a, a lot of them didn't. But the more they're doing it, and the more they've been doing it over the last twenty years, you're starting to see it mm. fill out now. And hopefully, now you'll start seeing more female shapers and more females right representing and stuff like that. And there's there's plenty of clubs around, so. I think they've got I think they've quite accepted and it's quite a good mix now of like I surf with Zoe all the time. She's a female surfer, she's bloody well, brilliant. I, I, I think you just hit the nail on the head for me anyway with um with a a, a, a line, I guess, and the the word accepted. Yeah. Because it's not a case of, you know, you have to ask permission yeah. at all. But I think accepting what you're meaning is that it's not a thing. Like it's not. No, I, I like to hope nobody's paddling out and going, "Oh my god, there's females in the lineup." Yeah. It shouldn't be. That shouldn't be a thing. And I hope there isn't people like that. Yeah. And um, because that's just wrong. 
I just hope there isn't arseholes in the lineup. Yeah. That's my only yeah. thing. The only thing when I pass doesn't about, matter if you're, you're male or female. If you're an arsehole, you're an arsehole. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know. Um, and the thing is, the opportunity is there for anyone. I, I don't think, you know, without going down a political minefield, it's not a fifty-fifty thing. Yeah. If that's the goal, then I, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. Well, I, I looked this up before, so there's, I think, seventy percent. Like it's about seventy thirty to male to female surfers now. And back in the nineties, in the UK, uh, worldwide, and in the nineties, because I was having a conversation, so I looked up this before. I think in the nineties, it's about ten or fifteen percent were women, mm. and now it's like twenty or thirty percent. So it's going in the right direction, and that accepted isn't like, oh yes, we accept you. It's yeah, accepted yeah, yeah. as in like, I don't give a shit if you're a bloke or a woman. If you, if you want to surf, go surfing. Yeah, all I want to see is people out there that want to be there. Yeah. Because I like to, I like, I stoke for other people catching waves. I get mega stoked as much as I do when I'm, I'm on waves myself. Yeah. So I just, as long as I want to see people that do that and bring a vibe to the lineup, yeah. That that's, for me, that's all that matters. So if you want to surf, surf, and if you don't, don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, fair enough. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, where are we next? Right. Oh, it's. Uh, Right, so from Brad.h, um, integrated hood, vest with hood, or just a separate hood, question mark, shields. <laughs> this is a sore subject. Oh, is it? <laughs> so, Why? Well, I spoke about it late and ages ago, and I, I made the mistake. I bought a, uh, I think it was an O'Neill suit or something, ages okay. ago, with a hood built in, and I fucking hated it. Absolutely. You don't like it with a hood built in? I prefer, personally, a rash vest with a hood, which I've got a rip curl one, which is a really no. good one. It's like an armless rash vest that goes right. underneath your wetsuit. And then, oh, another one's yeah, in and then it's got a hood built in. That hood was looser, so it was a lot – it just felt nicer. You could move more freely. Whereas in my O'Neill one, I find mm. it really tight on my big Swede, and I just can't, like – and I end up surfing it with round my neck half the time, choking me out. So I'm like surfing, like catching a wave, like. <laughs> so I, I think the fact that you said that highlights the point of personal preference because I am going to 100% disagree with everything you've just said Go. and say you're talking utter bollocks <laughs> for, <laughs> for a few reasons. Um, firstly, uh, I think that the first, it was only maybe a couple of years ago I, I got my first ever, it might even be last year, I got my first wetsuit with a hood attached to it. Um, I'd never actually, I think it was probably four years, five, five, six years of me surfing before I even bought a winter wetsuit. I always wore a a summer, four mil would be the max. Yeah. And in the winter, I would just put on a, a, a rash vest without a hood. Yeah. And it never bothered me ever until I got a hood. And then I was like, oh my God, I realized what I was missing out. But the first hood I had was, like you said, attached to a, a rash vest. Yeah. Sort of sleeveless tank top thing um, not big enough to just wear that on its own <laughs> i mean that's its own look yeah. i know enough people that do that and um i remember just i know it's proper vain right but I, w- when i didn't need it i hated it because when i and when i had it on because i had my gopro on my board because i was kind of really trying to learn my own surfing and i'm saying that i had my gopro on my board because i try to learn my own surfing it was clearly the vanity piece for instagram oh yeah so i could get the photos <laughs> photos that looked like i was about to get chewed but actually i was wiping out as a wave was breaking near me <laughs> oh yeah that's all, but, all minor like that 
So I realized that I got like proper fish face, like, like that yeah. on the GoPro. So I was like, oh, I can't do that. So I decided to cut the hood off the rash vest. So I could still use the hood. I could still use the rash vest. Uh, but then <laughs> I cut it. I should have cut it lower. So you had this like almost like a, a Victorian, uh, you know, like a seam necklet coming out. And it just looked, it looked horrendous. It looked terrible. And um so then I, I did get uh, just a you know just a normal hood that you can buy separate, not attached to the rash, rash yeah, vest. Yeah. And then so what I've discovered with them is that they can if you get a serious wipeout. I have surfaced before on a big wipeout, and the whole hood <laughs> yeah. has covered my face. So when I think I've breached the water to take a breath, and it's still dark, I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> where am I? Where, where am I? What's going on?" And and the other thing, and here's my fundamental reason as to why you shouldn't use a rash vest under a wetsuit. I know what Tell you're going to say. Go. Yeah, I know what, what? you're going to say. You're going to say it's because your wetsuit doesn't work properly. Yes, because I've told you that before. So w- what I want to use, and I suspect it'll be the same for Sea Skins for the Halo X and RD8, O'Neill Techno Butter, they work on contact with your skin, right? Yeah. So they've kind of got lacerations, and as you move, they create friction. That's why they're able to be thinner. But like again, using O'Neill, for example, they might call it a 5 mil. Yeah. But physically, it might be a 3.5 mil. They just call it a 5 mil because that's, that's what it's giving you. Yeah. And them lacerations create that friction, create that heat, meaning it can dry quicker and you stay warmer as long as you're moving. You put a layer underneath that, then you're stopping that from actually doing what it's supposed to do. And then, you know, your expensive-ass wetsuit might just become, you know, like one of them ones they sell on Asda and Yuki during the summer (laughs) that no one should ever buy. Yeah, I don't fucking care, mate. I'm still wearing my... uh... One underneath it. I don't care what you Fair say. Enough. It's just that because the the rip curl one I've got has got that inside it as well, so it's got that heat okay. that heat stuff inside. Oh it. yeah, because you can buy a rash vest hood that's that's got the same you know yeah, element. Yeah, as, so it's got yeah. that element in it. So I don't. I, I figure I'm not losing mm. anything. So I think the, the I guess the answer to the question is a 100 personal preference. Yeah, the answer to the question just do is do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> the answer to the question is do what you fucking like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this has ended up like one of these Top Gear, yeah. like advice, like old school Top Gear, yeah. obviously. I haven't even gone into like just separate hood on on its own. Like a separate hood on its own is just I I I've never got on with it. Um, I saw someone that had like a skull cap. It looked like on you know mm. just a little bit on the top of their head, and they say it was really good, but. No. Now, to be fair, they, I mean, they all work. That's the thing. And, and recently, um, it must have been the back end of winter before, you know, before the water started warming up. I remember going up to Saltburn for a surf and um, forgot my hood. I, I did forget. I forgot my Yeah, that's, that's right, because I hadn't taken my hooded wetsuit back yeah. down to my barracks. So when I got to the beach, I realized in my van, because there's always a spare wetsuit in the van, I, I just had a 5.4 um, Sea Skins Wild yeah. without a hood. And I remember I paddled out and, oh, my God, like, it was beyond, you know, when the eyes hurt, your yeah. eyes are shut, but your eyes hurt, it's that cold and a duck dive. Yeah. I remember turning straight back around in the white water and I went and just bought a hood, <laughs> like a separate hood from Gary. Yeah. It was like, I think the only one he had left was a completely different colour, like a proper looked a twat. But it worked. It still works, you know. Yeah. Be comfortable, that's the thing. Yeah. So I've yeah. done that one to death. Right. Uh Yeah. Some of them we will get answers like that. Some of them will be short and sweet, mm. like from Smelly Penguin. Um, <laughs> what a name, Smelly Penguin. It's um, great, isn't it? Uh, do you guys watch the Longboard Championships on WSL? If so, who's your favourite surfer? 
No, next question. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't watch the WSL like as it goes. I'll watch it. The only things I watch of it really is if I see people post stuff of it on Instagram. I I I watch. I tend to watch most WSL events, but this year, weirdly, I haven't. I think I watched the opening event when Kelly Slater took it, yeah. which was amazing. But for some reason, I've just not. I've just not had the, the want to watch it. I don't know why, yeah. um, but I will watch longboarding. And man, I'm just I'm I'm blown away by these guys. You know, like Ben Skinner. Um, nice to keep it at home as well. What that man can do on a longboard yeah. is just disgusting. Like I honestly don't know how it's how it's possible. Yeah. I would actually I'd love to see Ben on a shortboard. I know he can surf shortboard. Yeah, uh, and I imagine I imagine well. yeah. destroy it. Like yeah. probably needs two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One for each foot. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um and it, do you know what? Just I guess while we're there, Devin Howard. I love to see Devin Howard ride a longboard and I think he's a WSL commissioner. Yeah. Um for the for longboard and that guy, man. Again, I've said it before how people on longboards make these massively steep drops baffles me. Like I just, if I look down, I'm like, I don't know how you're turning that before, yeah. <laughs> before you get there. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Taylor Jensen as well. He's like incredible to watch, you know? And, uh, I, yeah, there's, there's great people to watch, but as I say, I don't really watch it myself. So I, I'd rather, I, as I said before, I'd rather be surfing than watching surfing. No, definitely. That's the problem I've always found when I go to surf comps is in to watch them, like Boardmasters and whatever, because I remember the first year I went to Boardmasters and I sat on the beach watching, it was like shoulder to head high, I think. And I was watching thinking, oh, that's amazing. These guys and girls are like surfing so well. And then I was just looking at the empty peak next to them, like I'm going out. <laughs> you can't, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not for me, but yeah, I'd rather be in the water, like you say. Yeah. Right. Here we go. Next. Tom Tom Instagram. That's a mouthful, but Tom Tom Instagram <laughs> or Instagram ham. <laughs> it could be Tom Tom Instagram ham. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tom Tom Instagram ham to confirm. Is it Tom Tom Instagram or is it Tom Tom Instagram ham? <laughs> um, who can do the highest Ollie? Well, me. Probably Tony Hawk. <laughs> no. What, you. Tony Hawk, you can do a higher ollie than Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk can't ollie properly. Plus, he's got bust, I'm not. busted up femur, so he can't. He's still not doing skateboarding properly. So I can definitely ollie higher. Oh, what a lizard! Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. And it, um, I'm guessing that question wasn't at the entire world. No. I mean, I can't skateboard no. for toffee. No, so. well, actually, it used to be Danny Wainwright, and he had an ollie of like, I think it was like 55 inches or something like that, or 48 inches. It was like ridiculous height. Bloody hell! And um, that's nuts. Yeah, someone's beat that now in the highest ollie competition. But um, out of you and me, me, because you can't skateboard. <laughs> but if I could, <laughs> you'd probably still destroy me. Uh, I couldn't even do one of them. You know them finger skateboards people have? Uh, I don't even think I... I couldn't ollie that. Tech deck, no. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Tech deck. Yeah. Right. Next question. Surf, I'm glad you're reading this From one, the Surf Skate Academy. So this is a trick question. I know it is. A trick question. And it goes yeah, back as well. Course. A five mil wetsuit, can it be warmer than a six mil wetsuit? And I can answer this from personal experience. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Because I'm not, I, I can't say yes if you're going in like minus stupid degrees water, like if you're surfing in Norway in the middle of winter or something. But in the UK, I've had a five mil and a six mil, 
And I think the five mil, I seem to remember, felt warmer because I had more movement in it. Mm. So the six mil was like, kept me quite like stiff and rigid. So I wasn't moving around as much. So I seemed to get colder quicker. Or that's how it felt. Okay. So I think as well, going back to, um, going back to the O'Neill thing I mentioned before, can a five mil wetsuit be warmer than a six mil? Well, an O'Neill four mil or a four plus, they might call it. Sorry, no. An O'Neill five mil. (laughs) <laughs> what am I trying to say? An O'Neill, an O'Neill 5 mil. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So, an O'Neill 6 mil might only be 4.5 mil yeah. physically. So, it's probably going to be better than most 6 mils you can buy anyway. Yeah. Generally. But, here's the other thing. And going back to personal preference, and I've said this a lot of times, we could all wear... All the listeners on the show could wear the exact same wetsuit, tailored to them, the right size, everything else, but have the most contrasting experiences possible. So just because it works for me doesn't mean it works for you and the next person and so on and so forth. So I think there's definitely a trick in that question, and uh, I'm sure Seb will be messaging me as soon as he hears our dreadful answers. Well, yeah, that's personally, that's what I think. I think it can be warmer because of that more, more movement. Also, it depends on the, the wetsuit manufacturer because you could buy a, a really cheap wetsuit, which, like you say, has no movement. It's just old-school, proper neoprene rubber. Yeah. But it's not necessarily working. It might just be a barrier between you and the water yeah. without any coolness going on. Yeah. So that's why I think, yeah, so I think it depends on the inside of what's in it and how much movement you've got. And, like, I don't know. Anyway, right. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> right. From Alex Red Herring. What's one thing you've learned that made a huge difference in your surfing? Oh, that's a, I, I, a deep. That's actually a deep. It question. is when I when I saw that, and I was like, yeah. And then when you think about it, there's there's I, I couldn't couldn't put one thing that's made a huge difference. Well, actually, I can put one thing that's made a huge difference: getting out more. Get getting out more is yeah. going to be huge, isn't yeah. it? I think water time is everything. Yeah. And I think also if you surf if you surf all the time, you probably don't appreciate how hard it is for some people to go for a surf. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I remember I remember when I saw that question and I thought about it for ages, and I had a <laughs> I had a really good answer, and it's completely gone out of my mind what what I thought <laughs> within that question. There's um, there's so m- made a huge so difference. many things. Bloody, I think. Yeah. Uh, changing road that's made a huge difference like when you get out you know there's there's all sorts of little things that make huge differences and i think experience i suppose is experience yeah learning yeah you know what's made the biggest difference to me in my surfing is my vw yeah (laughs) so so here we go i'm gonna make a list right top three number one is my vw transporter yeah Number two is the diesel heater within my VW Transporter. Yeah. And number three is a bloody good wetsuit. They've all made a huge difference. Yeah. But actually, in, in a serious answer, I think learning to not really care about what other people have to say yeah. and think about your surfing. Yeah. Because for me, I remember starting out and every you know, every day that surfs a bloody expert, they'll tell you about prevailing winds and how sandbars work and yeah. oh my god, this tide, this break, and all this nonsense almost to try and baffle your mind yeah but they don't know you they don't know your restrictions so when i was getting even still now oh mate what's wrong with your pop-up like all you've got to do is pop up yeah, yeah cheers dits yeah. like i know but you don't know the issues i face within that yeah. 
and the things that are holding me back. So I think that's what's made a difference in my surfing is learning just to appreciate if people are trying to give you advice, but at the same time, take it with a pinch of salt yeah. and learn yourself. Learn yourself because only you can figure out you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good answer. Thanks. Right. right. Next one, Angie Wade. I find it tricky to catch steep waves. They don't have to be especially big. Any tips? I think that's that's a really good question, to be fair. And I think, you know, we, we actually already mentioned steep waves on longboards and how people do it. Angle takeoff. Angle takeoff. But the thing is, it depends how steep the wave is. Uh, because that, if it's yeah. crazy steep, you don't necessarily... And the thing is, with an angle takeoff, I tend to angle... Again, it depends on the wave, right? But I tend to angle into the shoulder, not into the direction that I'm trying to go. Because yeah. that's where the power is. And I'm, my bottom turn might not be good enough to generate power. So I figure if I can get back into the shoulder and then, t- but I turn as I'm popping. Yeah. So I, what I'll do, my, my if I'm going right, my right hand, I'll dig that rail, put more pressure on that rail yeah. as I'm trying to pop up and it starts the board turning. Yeah. So as I'm going, taking off left to go right, I'm already turning the board yeah. um, sort of down the face. So a steep wave, I'm probably not the right person because I think the key is speed. Yeah. If it's steep, speed is everything, isn't it? What I mean by that is get into your feet and get in control of your board, yeah. which is where I struggle because I always end up on this horrible knee up. Yeah. Um, but it's like the amount of times I've, people have seen me going down the face on a knee on a, huge, yeah. on a big wave. That, that is the nuts. thing. When you get a steep wave, like even like like you said it before, the wave, like taking off at the wave on a long board, it's that same mm. thing of like you've got to get up quick and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it, yeah, getting up quick. If you can angle your takeoff, it does help, but I think it's just getting up quick and you know trying to match the speed of that wave with your paddling. I would equally try and get on that wave earlier, if, if at all possible, yeah. and that's going to come down to surf strength. And uh, if you need some surf strength training, we know a man. <laughs> I, know, I know for a fact Angie already uses him. Oh, does she? Yeah. Amazing. Oh, there you go. Well, in answer to your question, I would say Alan's not providing you the right training. More bottle hops. <laughs> <laughs> More bottle hops required. <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, Dan, what? What? <laughs> Dan, what? What? How long does it take to get good, confident level, a good, confident level of surfing? I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get there. I, when I first started learning to surf, somebody told me, somebody very credible, in fact, told me that it takes 10 years to learn how to surf. And that obviously doesn't mean t- 10 years before you catch your first wave, which, yeah. to be fair, is probably not far off for me. But that also means that this year, I'm going to be able to surf because I think the end of or next year is my 10-year point. Yeah. Um, but I think to get... How long does it take to get credible at surfing? I think it's a question. To get confidently confident. credible. No, yeah. yeah. It's, good and confident it's people, level. A good confident people, level. That's that's the same on how much you go out, isn't it? It is, but it comes naturally so fast to some people. Yeah. And I've got friends like that who have taken up surfing and been that good that quick. And equally like myself, you know, surfing does not come easy to me. It's taken me a long time and, and I would in all honesty and jokes aside, I'm always told that I shouldn't put my surfing down as much as I do, but I'm happy in my ability and I'm happy to talk about it. It gives me no gripes what people think. Yeah. and I, I know for me how, how well I do or not. And um, I would say in the last year has been my biggest progression 
both in ability, but in confidence that goes with it. And uh, even being in the sea, like I'm not a natural water baby. I'm a terrible swimmer, like awful swimmer. I don't use my legs. They just drag behind me, slow me the fuck down when I swim. So in this last year, but that's come with, I wouldn't necessarily in that instance say it's been water time. It's just having been in the right place at the right time with the right people to to be in a position where I might not have gone there myself and done it. Yeah. Maybe be maybe push my limits a little bit more. Yeah. And perhaps had I been doing that from the start with the right people on the right equipment and also equipment, that's made a yeah. huge difference yeah. to me. It's only again this year or so I've probably got on boards that suit my ability better. Yeah, I think if you're gonna like sum that up, there's a there's a couple of things that come into that, which is like you said, surfing with the right people or surfing with decent people around you, they're going to help you and make you progress and move you forward and push you and challenge you. Um, Mm. Going out as much as you can and getting the right equipment, those are the things that are going to push you into that thing. And, I mean, how long is how long's a piece of string, you know? It just depends on your ability and it's personal. That's the problem. A lot of these questions, uh, the answers are our own personal What's the word I'm looking for? Experience and yeah, opinions. Yeah. But at the same time, that's I think that's probably what people want to hear because it's yeah. an honest reflection from our ability. Yeah. And to answer your question, a piece of string is two-eighths longer than three-quarters. Yeah. It's exactly that long. Brilliant. Anyway, right. next question. So next, I'm I'm going to go to the other list of... Go on, then. I'm going to go to the other list of questions. You do that, so, you do that and I'll carry on this list. So I've got, yeah. I got next one. Ka- go on, you go next one, then. Go on. Right. So... Kakasandri asked, coldest temperature you surfing? <laughs> you better answer that. <laughs> okay. Interestingly, when it's because I've been sort of recently thinking, oh, is it time for boots yet? And then I surfed at home not long ago before I knew, as you would say, I was getting dishonorably discharged from the army. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but um, I surfed up here at home during a, a recent storm and I remember piling out and actually the, the water was weirdly still mild for yeah. a time of year. So I was fine without boots, hood and gloves. I was just on a five mil. I went back down to, to Yorkshire in surf Saltburn the same week and same thing, paddled out and man, my feet and hands were freezing. Now, yes, up in Scotland, the water tends to be colder, at least on the East Coast. I think the further north you go, the warmer again it starts to get. Yeah. But um, I, I looked actually today, the water temperature is 10 degrees here. That's what it is now. So it's dropping pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and I think through the winters, I'm sure last winter it got down to about four, five degrees maybe, which is horrendously cold. And salt water as well, which is super heavy yeah. and dense. That is, uh, that's seriously cold water. Um, I think when I surfed in the Falklands as well, I don't know what the temperature was, but same thing. It was crazy cold but so never colder than here <laughs> you're going to actually answer the question so about four degrees i don't know like i like a similar sort of thing i've surfed in cold water stuff and it's just it's just horrendous your body gets sapped of energy so quickly you just feel weak so quickly and it's just ugh, ugh, it's just not fun <laughs> The thing is, we call water surfing. It really teaches you how your love of surfing, you know. Yes. Like if you're willing to paddle out when it is that cold, when every duck dive is agony, when it hurts your eyeballs and it freezes your brain, yeah. 
Like, if you're going to go out in that, you're going to go out in any yeah. temperate, you know? Like, that's a good sign, I think. I don't think, like, that's a good point, actually. Like, if you've not surfed in really cold water or you've not surfed in the winter, mm. you've got to go and try it just for the experience of, like, your head going under the water <laughs> oh, yeah. and that brain freeze you get from ice cream being like 10 times as bad and it just instantly your whole head feels like it goes completely mm. numb yeah and then when you know there's six more waves in that set yeah. coming at you yeah it's just a horrendous yeah. horrendous feeling and then you get out the winds blowing so hard it feels like it's actually hitting your bones in your body <laughs> yeah it's all awful but it's great <laughs> but it is yeah, yeah. But it is jay bannock's says kook shaming making fun of beginners funny or mean lol <laughs> lol <laughs> oh man so that what is there's a divided opinion there isn't it is. it's yeah it's the con the context is i think yeah it's what's context. important here like so if you're taking the piss out of someone because they're like I don't agree with the ones where they're filming people and taking photos of them when they don't like and they don't know you know they're just like, oh, look at that person walking down the street in this. Oh, like a leaf like dragon. Yeah, something like that. I don't think that's funny. Taking a piss out of your mates and coot shaming them is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like you say, context is everything. Yeah. Like, I, I've got a couple of friends that you know, and I won't name them, but they, even the word cook, they will get so riled up about it. Yeah. And, and, and quite right, you know, who is anyone? Who's who in this world is good enough to be calling anyone else a cook really at surfing? But if you're using it in a, like, you know, like you said, an absolutely serious, you know, look at this cook yeah. where, you know, he's got his leash on backwards or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, but they don't know any different. They're just starting surfing. How about you just educate them yeah. rather than be a dick? But at the same time, you know, when I see somebody getting a sausage roll and and an Asda on <laughs> Cook of the Day, I still find it hilarious. So, yeah. you know, I don't think it's people might disagree, but it's not. It is taking the piss. Yeah. So it is, it is taking the piss. Yeah. I, mean, I can't get around it. Yeah, it is taking the piss, but it's but it's not hateful. No, no. I think that's, it's that's, hate, that's, that's my point. What, yeah, I, guess. I think that's what I meant. If as it's well. hateful, yeah. I think it's completely wrong, yeah. and no one's good enough. Yeah. To be calling anyone a cook, you know, just, Kelly Slater yeah. called me a cook. I'd fucking tie him up in a headlock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who are you to call me a cook? I reckon he'd but the shit out of you. <laughs> he, he probably would, because as we said, if if he decided to get into that fight, you know he's only in it because he knows he can yeah. win it. <laughs> so I'm done. Yeah. But you know, I, I could then happily walk the street and be like, I got battled by Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take that as well. Yeah. But you know, I don't think anyone's good enough to be calling anyone a cook yeah. if it's hateful. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. So, One Chase Horizon. When's the UK and Ireland surf tour and film coming out for you all? Shaka. <laughs> Do you know what? We are going to film when we go on our little uh, tour, we are aren't we? Film. We, haven't even well, mentioned, we haven't even thought about going to Ireland. Maybe we should go to Ireland. Yeah, no, there's some amazing... I've surfed Ireland a few times. There's some insane spots yeah. out there. Um, I, I figure we could just push you out into Mullamore straight away. Oh, I'd be well up for that, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we are going to film it when we do it. So there'll be a lot of video content and a lot of podcast video content. We still want to make uh, further plans of where we're going yet and everything. But yeah, we yeah, do, yeah. keep an eye on that. It's and a plan and a pipeline, yes, but it's coming. It's coming. It's definitely coming. Danny Williams photos, your dream guest to have on the show. Well, oh, yours would be yourself, guest. wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I've already been on, so yeah. it's not going to happen, is it? Uh, dream guest to have on the show. I'd say Jerry Lopez would be pretty cool. 
Um, I don't... It's a tough one because I don't... I think I learn more from... from I, I want to say real people. Yes, but, I know what you mean. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, not, not necessarily people that have been these... asked a million questions a million times and they're just going to give you either yeah. generic answers or know what they're going to... You know, they've already got a preconception of what they're going to say in their head. Like, I know I would learn more asking Seb questions about surfing than I would one of these crazy world icon idols because re- I can relate to him and he's a mate. Yeah. You know, so I'm not... I don't know how to answer that because it's a kind of part question of who do you think's the biggest surfer, like in your eyes? Oh uh, yeah, thing. No, I, I see. I see that more <laughs> as a who would you love to chat to? Like it doesn't doesn't have to be like the best surfer in the world. Like, like obviously, I'd love to chat to like Jerry Lopez, Kelly Slater, people like that. You know, mm. that are like have been at the top of their game and been such innovators and yeah, have yeah, done yeah. so many things that you could ask them questions about. But then, you know. Have great fun just chatting to like normal people as well, like you say. Like, and sometimes you learn stuff about them, which you're like, oh yeah, and you learn stuff about yourself off them as well. Then you know, yeah, totally. Because I think, like for example, Ben Gravy was such a good interview because it was it was it was just a laugh, yeah, wasn't it? It was yeah. fun, and I'm all about that. I would need to be able to have a laugh with a person, but I think I would be keen to speak to Kyle Lenny if I had the opportunity. Yeah, because I think for me he is an innovator, and for me I think he's he's the modern. Um, version of that, I think he's done so much for the sport and 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 with other water sports to combine yeah. and push forward and push boundaries. Yeah. So I guess, uh, yeah, Kyle Lenny, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, uh, from a friend, Dean Sion Pierce, and he was the guy you might remember who I didn't meet at the beach bar. Oh yes. For uh, listeners of the show, um, because I ended up surfing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dean, he's asking. Oh, sunrise or sunset surf? Sunset. Sunset. Every time. Next. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at moments. So, I hate them. I hate the sunrise surfs. They, I, I actually, never have a good one as well as I've had, I've had the best surfs at sunsets always. I, I've also got a 95% fail rate when it comes to yawnies. Yes. Because they just never work. And also, this morning I woke up about half five and I looked out my window because the sky was like properly, like proper morning, beautiful sunrise. Yeah. Opened one eye, looked at it over the water, and I was like, <laughs> went straight back to sleep. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to appreciate that at any time in the morning. No. You know, if there was elves flying and all sorts, I wouldn't care. Like, back to sleep. So sunset, always. Yeah. So next question comes from Dan Sup Surf Skate. And Sup. he says... Why have you never surfed your local natural surf spot before? Seven Boar. Dudes, really. FFS. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you've never invited me to go with you, and I don't know where Ooh. I'm going, and it's one of those things where everyone I've spoken to is like, yeah, you need to know where you're going, know where to get in. And I've said to people, take me surfing with you on a seven bore and none mm. of them ever respond to me. So no one wants to actually go with me. So that sounds like an open invite and I've, I've not, I don't live there. So yeah, but I would love to, yeah. I would love to Yeah, get Mitch on a long board surfing that. That'd be good. I would happily surf a foamy down yeah, there. So have some dead cats yeah, Dan surfs up skate next one. If you want to uh, invite me along, I'll come up and uh, I'll surf it with you. We'll make a film about it. If we all go. Yes. Right. Yano dot, Knack, knack, <laughs> knack. Um, where do you look when you paddle into the wave before popping up? 
Now, I mean, I know I know where I should be looking, but I also know what I am doing. So, you know, the, the sort of DS answer, the coach answer, is you want to be looking where you want to go. Yeah. But I know that's often not the case. Yeah. The idea Decide being that, that, yeah, you know, where you want to go or two foot in front of your board. Yeah, idea being that your head's looking there and your body will follow. Yeah. Um, something that I try so hard to do, but it's so easy to quickly look back down at my hands to see what they're actually doing yeah. and where they're placed before I pop up. So I think the answer is <laughs> that's, try and... That's what I was going to say. Where do you look? My hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just and me. There's excitement of going, I'm on a wave. <laughs> yeah. So I try and look where you want to go. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. But in reality, it's anywhere but where you're supposed to be going because there's so much going on in there you're paddling you look behind you making sure you're in the right position for the wave you look mm-hmm. back at the boards you make sure your positioning's right you look down the wave where you want to go and then you're looking back you're looking all over the place but the proper answer should be you look where you want to be going look where you want to go and that's that's ideal because also that keeps your head up and it gets that weight on the tail and engages your fins yeah yeah next Ruben Lawson yo What's your go-to meal deal after a good surf? <laughs> right, okay. Favourite meal deal? I mean, I'm guessing it's not specific to any specific supermarkets. Yes. This show is brought to you by Sainsbury's. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. It would, be, it would be little, if anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this show is brought I, to you by Poundland. <laughs> <laughs> I started... Well, we we'd rather Dollarland because that's worth more than pounds. No, but, it, um, let's not get on that. Yeah, way. yeah. I, I would. I, years ago, I started this thing about in my head. I decided that if I had a good surf, right, or if I had one good wave in a session or a good session in general, that that was the justification for me to get a takeaway that night until the point where you know i'd start having sessions where i'd have like a good surf like maybe five nights in a row and i've spent 100 quid on <laughs> on, on curry <laughs> but i still to this day i still do that so yeah generally my go-to is, is probably a chinese after a, a yeah. good session mine's well because mine's normally followed by an hour and a half drive home it's whatever mm. i can stuff in my face while i'm driving <laughs> it's normally crisps and other shit but lately i've been going to when well, i've surfed saunton i've been going to um i think it's called hang loose they do a nice uh breakfast and i went in there with my mate the other sunday uh when we surfed down there and we wanted to get a breakfast and they were doing roast dinners probably one of the best roast dinners i've ever had actually it was bloody amazing so um oh amazing and, and i would say cafe ca- a-, a good cafe after a cold surf i like good cafe yeah, yeah. And I, I guess, I mean, I'm not a nutritionist per se. But from a, I guess what <laughs> I guess what a nutritionist At would all. say, I, <laughs> per se, I guess what a nutritionist may say is after, especially a long session, if you've burnt off a lot of energy and calories, probably a red Leicester and chorizo toasty from the cheesy toast shack, cheesy toast in St Andrews, yeah. East Sands Beach. That's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a nutritionist may say. Yeah. Right. Next, adrenaline athlete. Oh, well, no. buddy, lizard arms. Skip. <laughs> T-Rex arms. Right, well, okay, Alan, we're not reading that one out. Fact. <laughs> Second one from adrenaline athlete. What are your thoughts on inflatable mattresses? 
<laughs> this is a reference <laughs> to his little T-Rex arms poking out. I didn't know if that was a reference to that or like the mattress surfing that people were doing, you know? You've seen the like, oh, mattress surfing? Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen, I, I got a mate that surfs on one of them actually in St. Andrews and he's, he surfs it pretty well, to be fair, catches loads of waves. Yeah. But I'm confident that is a reference to Alan's clearly too heavy for an expensive luxury inflatable mattress, which he bust. Yeah. And I just saw his little T-Rex hands <laughs> sticking out like a Barbie doll. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> uh, yeah, but on if it is to do with mattress surfing, which it probably isn't because it's Alan, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that same sort of thing. Like if you're surfing, you're surfing. It doesn't matter what you're surfing. If you're body surfing, if you're mm. using the hand playing things, enjoy it. just enjoy it. Have a good time. Although that said, I would love to take an inflatable double mattress into the lineup and just see what happens. Well, yeah. I think it would be a lot Not of Not your one, though, because you'd just be swallowed inside it, and that would be a... Uh... Well, only if I was out for three or four hours <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. WinkJB93 has said, if the UK had the same level of sharks as Australia, would you still surf as much or surf alone? Hmm. I think I think the thing is, right, with sharks, is that if you grow up somewhere where from a young age you're used to surfing with sharks or the the thought that sharks may be in the lineup, it's probably quite normal. Yeah. If I went and surfed out there, you know, in Kirkcaldy and suddenly there was a pack of sharks if they if they swim in, in packs. <laughs> uh, what do you want, I mate? Would... I'll have a pack of sharks, please, mate. <laughs> pack of sharks, mate. <laughs> I would clearly shit myself. Yeah. However, if I grew up here and there was always sharks, or the fear that sharks may be there, I think it would be completely normal. Yeah. And it wouldn't bother me. And to be fair, I think there's more chances of me getting stabbed in Kirkcaldy yeah. on the beach than there is someday in Australia getting uh, bitten by yeah. a shark. Well, I was speaking to people that have like grown up surfing with sharks and like, so Dom surfing Australia, um, Gareth surfing um, South Africa and there's sharks all in those places. And they said, you learn when to go in and when not to go in the mm. water. Um, Normally, people will tell you there is some fear of it. They have been like bumped in the legs and stuff like that, and like hit by something, which you just pull your legs up and get out of there quick. But yeah, personally, I think I shit myself knowing if there, knowing oh, that was, like, yourself, yeah. every, I, I, I don't know. I think it would affect me actually. Like, not I would don't think I'd go in the water as much, really. Yeah, I, fucking what, ter- even if you grew up with it, yeah, even like seals in the water terrify me. I hate them. Like, <laughs> oh, I remember paddling out in Barretts and I, I, I swam through or paddled through a school of fish and I grabbed them in my hand and I was fucking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I could see they were just fish. Well, I, I just hate how they feel. I was sat in the water the other day. Um, when was it? Last Sunday, Sunday before. Sat down in the water and a fish jumped out the water like about four foot from me, which I'm <laughs> right. thinking, why the hell is a fish trying to get out of his natural habitat unless something's chasing him? What the hell yeah. is chasing him? Lift your feet up quick. <laughs> <laughs> and it was you, was it just you chasing yeah. it? Yeah, it must have been a seal or something, but it just, I don't know. I, just, yeah. I don't, I don't, it's that thing of not liking things in the water underneath you when you can't see it. I think if you had crystal clear water, it would make a difference. Well, I was literally about to ask that as a follow-up question. If, you, if there was sharks yeah. and you knew there may be sharks and other things cutting about, and would you rather be in clean water so you could see it coming yeah. or howling... Um, saltburn water 
and not be able to see it, but at least you can maybe relax more because you're not looking at every shadow and thinking, oh, what was that? No, I'd rather be able to see it coming. Would you rather be able yeah, to see it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I would yeah. definitely rather take my chances on land with a lion than a shark at sea. Yeah. 100%. Because uh, at least I know, I've, I've, at least I can try and run. Yeah, try. You know, try what are you going to do in the water? water? Yeah. Yeah, but I could climb up a tree. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. So I've watching some programs on sharks and that, about how rare it is for them to attack. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather. I, I think in that case scenario, I'd say put me in with the shark. But All right, I don't let's know. make it happen. Yeah. We'll, we'll film that as well. <laughs> right. Right. Today's film. This is Mitch v Lion, Pete v Shark. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go straight to it, mate. <laughs> right. Is it Stu? Do you think Scotland should be promoting surfing more? Bigging up the waves, it actually has. And um, I was going to follow up on this just to confirm a little bit more of the question, but I didn't. So let's go with that. So do we think, or do we think Scotland should be promoting surfing more and bigging up the waves it has? Because I think Scotland is probably people probably don't realise how big a platform Scotland is for surfing, and it's one of them. If you know, you know. Yeah. And I guess I guess this question is aimed at me first. Um, and I think the thing is, you probably don't realise it, but but everywhere's promoting surfing. It's all over TV. Every other advert is surfing. Yeah. Energy drinks, car companies, they're all using surfing. So I think naturally the sexiness of surfing is everywhere. Do it. And this was what I wanted to follow up with. So if you're meaning should like the Scottish tourist board visit Scotland places like that if they should be promoting it yeah I absolutely think so I don't mean they should be blowing up secret spots even though I'm not necessarily a fan of the word secret spot I think if anyone can look at a map and look at a beach and understand swell directions they can go put them together and go to that spot they deserve to surf that spot I think that goes together with safety as well there's reasons like Mm. you've got beaches like Newquay and I can't think of any other one apart from Wollacombe, say something like that, you know, like beaches like that, or you've got beaches around where there are lifeguards and people who want to go and try surfing for the first time can go to a beach like that. But yeah, I think there's a difference between promoting it and like you say, definitely blowing up spots, which are... Yeah, yeah. not not necessarily selling it, but but promoting as long as it's coupled in with the safety aspects yeah. that go with it. And I think it should be getting done. That should be getting done from a young age. So, yeah, I wholly agree that any nation should be promoting them sports. You know, like, at the minute, surfing is not a huge sport, obviously, but it's getting there. Like, it's not ingrained, like in Australia, for example, where everything's surfing. Yeah. You know, like we, we promote our football teams, our national squads, tennis, um, stars, all that sort of stuff get promoted. Yeah. So why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And I think if it's done in the right way, then absolutely because it's got so many yeah. um, health connotations that go with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Next one I've got here is Would you ever delve into fringe surfing, belly boards, body surfing, or nah? And that's from Viking Surfer. Nah. So, next question is from. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever try uh, any of that? No. I, 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 there's, there's stuff I want to try for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I say that jokingly. Like, you know, anybody that paddles out or, or goes out and does uses the water, they deserve to be there. And hats off to them for being there and enjoying themselves. Um, I just want to surf. Yeah. I just want to surf a shortboard, and it's not because I'm against yeah. anything else. 
I just fucking love it. The thing is, I, love I always see. I know, I know. People, some people are going to go like, "That's not right at all." But I always see the stuff like the fringe surfing, belly boards, body surfing is stuff that I do if I was at a beach with my family or a load of friends and we were just having a laugh. You know, mm. surfing's like that thing you can go and do on your own, or you can go and do with your mates. And I don't know. I, I have that same thing now. I always just want to surf. So. It's not something I wouldn't try, and I don't. When I see someone, like, or see a video of someone doing it, or see see a post of someone doing it, and they're making it look good, I think, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But it's not something I actively yeah. go out my way to because if there's waves, I want to surf. That's it. That's yeah, basically, yeah, that's it. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Alex dot red heading. For a second question: What advice would you give someone with a surfing injury that stops them surfing? I mean. We don't know the mechanism of your injury, and it's it's probably right to say that we are not medical professionals, yeah. so don't listen to anything that we're about to say. Yeah, and I think the common sense thing would be Walk if it it's off. restricting use, <laughs> get some heat spray, yeah. get some of the old Ralgex yeah. on it. Yeah, um, I think it's cool. Don't know. Yeah, no Ralgex. If you if you you know if it's stopping you surfing, then seek medical yeah. advice. Yeah. And uh, so and uh, on, on, or just man yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, great. Um, I had a I had a knee injury that was that was stopping me from skating and surfing for a while, and oh. I had to go to physio and did some work on it, and then it you know strengthened up and got better. But that was like I'd go to pop up or go to stand up or go to do something with skateboard and just send a shooting pain straight down my leg. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, you know, there's ways around these things. You, well, you look at the adaptive surf team. You know, there's ways around it that if you've got an injury that's stopping you from surfing, go and see the adaptive surf team, get in contact with Surfing England or Surfability or any of these. If, you, if you've got an injury that's stopping you from surfing, there are still ways to go and get out and, you know, do it. Absolutely, yeah. Like you say, I think it just depends on the mechanism because if it's a, you know, if it's a broken leg or something like that, then clearly time's what you need yeah. and, and don't try and make it any worse. But yeah. If it's a long-term thing, there's absolutely, like Pete says, a hundred ways around it. And, uh, yeah, reach out to these people that can help. Yeah. Um, right, so Strolling Men blog. I think we've had one from them already, but another one off him, them, him, them, is any tips for getting out the back at Saunton on a bigger day? I mean, this is your spot, I guess. Yeah. Paddle also, harder. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, so, it's going to be coupled with two so, two, two approaches yeah. because of t- t- different types of surfers. Yeah. The thing equipment. is, Saunton on a big day is a bastard. Um, the amount of people I've been surfing with on, and friends I've spoken to, and they're always like, it's a hellish paddle out. It's um, it's just a nightmare. And I think the thing is, the thing with that question would be the answer if you can't paddle out in that you shouldn't be paddling out in that mm. that would be the honest answer of it um tips and advice would be just you just got to go there on smaller days and just build up to till you can surf that bigger day but like Saunton on a on a big day it's oh, even just thinking about the paddle out makes me feel tired <laughs> it's just is is Saunton the one that's got the you sort of went to the beach car park you're straight out and it's got the headland that runs for miles on the right as you look out. Yeah. And it goes round to um, Croyd. Croyd. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it, yeah. So I've, I've surfed that a couple of times. I think the biggest was maybe just overhead yeah. when I was there. Uh, on a shortboard, it was a hellish paddle out, I think. Yeah. But I 
something I've always said, like a lot of my, my friends might go paddle out in the corners and the rips and stuff yeah. and, you know, go the easy way out or they might go a way that's three times longer, yeah. but an easier paddle. Like I will just, I mean, not a saunting, but I generally just paddle straight out. Whatever I want to be sitting, I will paddle straight out yeah. for a couple of reasons. One, I used to think I didn't have the paddle strength, but thanks to Alan, adrenaline athlete, I now do, yeah. um, to paddle further. But two, like you said, if I can't make it out there, that's that's telling me I shouldn't be out yeah. there. And actually, I think duck diving through these horrendous waves or turtle rolling, if you're on a longboard, these horrendous waves on the way out, if you're unable to do it, you shouldn't be there, but it's telling you a lot about the waves. Should you make it out? And you've already learned how much power's in them, how they're breaking and stuff. So I think that's the sort of advice if it's too much yeah. for you. That'll do for this time. So join us again for part two of your question and answers. And there's some very interesting ones coming up. There's some great questions coming up. And to be honest, for me, that was actually a lot of fun. Some of them questions, I had to go do a bit of research, and I know you did as well. And it was nice having to look and see because there's things that, like you've said, you know, we're not experts on it and people yeah. shouldn't just listen to us because we say it. Do your own research and stuff. But it was nice to be able to go and do that. And uh, some of the questions were brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, join us part two to uh, hear the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Bye.